Tonight, several Philippine senators demand transparency in the government's acquisition of vaccines made by the Chinese firm Sinovac. One of the framers of the Philippine Constitution warns amending the economic provisions of the Charter will only benefit China. Alexei Navalny, a staunch critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin, arrested upon his arrival in Moscow. And the vice chairman of tech giant Samsung Electronics gets a 30-month prison term for bribery and embezzlement. I'm Tony Velasquez. I'm Karen Davila. On our broadcast tonight, several Philippine senators insist on the public's right to know the actual prices of COVID vaccines to be purchased by the government. That's as the country's pandemic task force chief claims media reports on the cost of Sinovac's anti-COVID drug are erroneous. Here is tonight's top story. Senator Panfilo Lacson questions government's lack of transparency in its negotiations with Chinese vaccine manufacturer Sinovac. During his privileged speech at the Senate, Lacson says he does not understand why the public is being left in the dark about the price of the vaccine when other countries did not seem to have such a problem. Lacson cites the case of Thailand. The Bangkok Post reported that one dose of China's Sinovac vaccine is priced at $5 or roughly 250 pesos. Lakson also points out the public was able to know immediately the price the private sector paid for AstraZeneca's vaccine. I remember the Senate President asking Joey Concepcion, yung sag negosyo, uh, how much do you buy AstraZeneca? And very quick yung response, $5, Your Honor. And then in another uh, uh, part of our hearing, the Senate President also asked Secretary Galvez, magkanong ko sa Sinovac? Sabi niya, we're bound by the confidentiality disclosure agreement. So right off, makikita natin na mayroong double standard do sa application ng CDA. Whereas the private sector was too quick to respond and uh, divulge, disclose the... Uh, uh, the the uh, price of AstraZeneca, which I suppose uh, or I assume covered in siguro ng uh, CDA. Government's COVID task force chief, Secretary Carlito Galvez, for his part, says it is impossible for any country to have gotten Sinovac at $5 unless it's done through the COVAX initiative. Ang talagang ano, market price ng, ng uh, Sinovac is 26.5. Yung uh, 3,629 na nakalagay sa social media, yun po ang price ng uh, Sinopharm. Yung sa Thailand po, incorrect po yan, $5. Galvez also asserts the Philippine government did not lower the price of Sinovac vaccines following last week's Senate hearing which questioned the alleged preference for the Chinese firm. Masyado naman ano, nangangkin ng accomplishment yung ano, hindi naman yun eh. Kasi kahit na nung wala pa yung Senate hearing, yung price ay ganun na po talaga. 650. Sinabi nga namin kay, no, kay, kay, no, kay, 
pay Secretary Roque na hindi tataas ng 700 pesos. To make the record straight, before the Senate hearing, tapos na po yung, ano, yung uh, term sheet. Senator Franklin Rilon, meanwhile, believes there's an erroneous assertion of the confidentiality agreement with Sinovac since the term sheet, which likely contains the price, has already been signed. Drillon also asserts the constitutional right to information should include information on ongoing negotiations. But Galvez has an explanation for this. Hindi po namin kasi pwedeng i-rebuild yung prices kasi yun po ang kabilang bilinan ng ambassador dahil kasi magtatampo po yung ibang countries sa kanila at saka masisira po ang pangalan ng China sa ibang countries. Ayoko po mag, ano, magsalita sa, ano, sa Senado dahil ano dahil ano po uh, makokompromise po yung 148 million na ano, dosis natin pagka nagsalita po ako ng price doon all of our manufacturers na kinakausap they will withdraw Lacson said Galvez has agreed to reveal details of government's procurement of Sinovac vaccines during an executive session it was suggested that we proceed to the holding of an executive session as proposed by the majority leader Mick Subiri in order for us to be able to get the responses to our unanswered questions during the two public hearings. In sum, Secretary Galvez agreed to reveal the prices of the vaccines among others under certain conditions, which of course I will leave to the Senate President and this August body to decide. The Senate will resume its hearing on government's vaccination program this Friday. The Philippine Senate Minority Leader suggests postponing deliberations on charter change until next year. That's as one of the framers of the Philippine Constitution says proposed amendments to the charter's economic provisions will only benefit China at this point. Details from Sherry Ann Torres. It took experts from various fields almost two years to craft the 1987 Constitution. Now a group of lawmakers want to revise it, targeting the economic provision that limits foreign investors' authority to own or control 40% of a corporation or business in the Philippines. But for attorney Christian Monsod, one of the framers of the 1987 Constitution, relaxing the Charter's economic provision will only benefit China. I think... Uh, at this time, the main beneficiary of any sudden opening up the doors to foreign investment with respect to nationalistic provisions uh, is China. But do we realize what, what that means to us? We are opening the doors. The one who will probably take advantage of it right away are the Chinese. And they're the ones who don't know how to obey or follow international laws. They're the ones who just use force. Monsod chides pro-Chacha lawmakers for believing that amending the Constitution will solve the country's problems. The problem uh, is that they're representing uh, foreign direct investment as a magic bullet. The fact is, the Philippines is the worst performing in our area of the world, both on the economy and on the on, on handling the, the pandemic. We have to set our house in order first before it becomes attractive to foreign direct investment. The Senate minority bloc meantime joins the position of other majority bloc senators who are opposed to charter change.
The bloc insists both economic and party list issues can be addressed through a regular legislative process. Senate Minority Leader Franklin Drilon adds, Chacha attempts while the country is reeling from the pandemic will just be a waste of time and money. Dapat unahin natin yung, uh, yung ibang problema uh, where, where, where the attention is immediately needed. Assuming na sinasabi ng proponents ay dagdagan lang unless otherwise provided by law. Hindi naman pwede namin gawin next year eh. Hindi naman kagad effective. Pangalawa, marami mga panukalang batas that can address the so-called uh, restrictive provision. Drilon was referring to the proposed amendments to the Retail Trail Liberalization Act that seeks to reduce to $200,000 the required foreign investment capital from the current $2.5 million and the amendment to the 81-year-old Public Services Act that targets to open some service-related businesses to foreign investors. Opposition Senator Lila Delima has filed Senate Bill 372 to correct the weaknesses of the Party List System Act. Senate President Vicente Soto III also filed SB 1989, identifying marginalized sectors as Party List System as labor, peasant, fisher folk, urban poor, indigenous peoples, the elderly, handicapped, women, youth, veterans, overseas workers, and professionals. Drilon says their bloc believes that Congress only needs to pass a new law amending the party list system. Duterte wants Congress to revisit the party list system act on the belief that it is being used by the communist movement to advance its own agenda. Realistically, kung dadaan mo sa Constituent Assembly, Mayroon pong halos anim na pong or 60, over 60 party list uh, representatives. Uh, do you think they will agree to abolish themselves? Not a single Chacha-related proposal has been included in the Senate's priority bills list when it resumed session Monday. Still, Senate Majority Leader Juan Miguel Zubiri says they've included the Trade Liberalization and Public Services Act bills in their list of priorities, sharing the belief that passing a law to attract foreign investors will be less controversial compared to amending the Constitution. Sherian Torres, ABS-CBN News. The Duterte administration terminates a decades-old accord that bars military forces from entering the University of the Philippines campuses without permission. In a letter to UP President Danilo Concepcion, Defense Chief Delfin Lorenzana said the move was due to the alleged recruitment activities of the communist movement inside campuses. He asserts the termination will protect students from rebels. The UP Office of the Student Regent condemns the Defense Department's move and calls it an attempt to suppress academic freedoms. The so-called UPDND Accord was signed by both parties in 1989. Its termination means state forces can now enter UP campuses freely. Defense officials in the U.S. are watching out for an inside attack that may be carried out by the same security forces assigned to guard Wednesday's inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden. Despite the risks, Biden is already set to hit the ground running with plans to reverse several of President Trump's executive orders. More from our North America Bureau Chief T.J. Manotto. Washington, D.C. is now on high alert as it sets up its green zone perimeter. The latest intel on the ground from the Associated Press 
Defense officials suspect an inside attack during the inauguration and will have thousands of National Guard troops vetted after a handful of active and former law enforcement and military personnel were found to have taken part in the January 6th siege on the Capitol. The Secret Service now taking charge of limited access to the heart of downtown Washington, D.C. 13 metro stations are closed and the main train service coming into D.C. has been halted for now. Numerous checkpoints and road closures now surrounding the capital with the 25,000 strong National Guard troops on the ground. A stronger show of military force than the deployment to Afghanistan, Iraq and Syria combined. The troops spread out across D.C. have been given three explicit orders. Watch out for potential threats look for explosives, and protect the Capitol building. So far, three arrests have been made over the weekend in separate incidents. One arrest caught two men carrying guns and ammunition. Federal authorities have warned the groups planning any criminal activities are now likely using old-school CB radio equipment to communicate with a Titan monitoring of social media. D.C. residents now unnerved with the new reality they are living in. The usual peaceful, beautiful, and quaint city now looking like a fortress preparing for war. I hope everything just goes smoothly and, and calmly with, with no hiccups. I hope nobody comes from, from either side because of COVID and, and everything else. It's quite eerie to see so many National Guard vehicles park cutting all, all, all the streets. We just wanted to, to uh, have a walk and see how things are like right now. And it's, it's really eerie. Biden's inauguration team say they are ready for any last minute changes. But they insist watching Biden take his oath on the same steps of the Capitol building where the Trump-inspired mob attack will send a strong visual message of resilience of the country's democracy. Law enforcement and the National Guard had been deployed to all states. But thankfully, only a small number of demonstrations happened on Sunday, like in Michigan, where 75 protesters and 50 counter-protesters showed up. Biden's team has announced a flurry of executive actions for day one, reversing a lot of Trump's controversial executive actions rejoining the Paris Accord to fight climate change, reversing the Muslim country travel ban, extending pandemic-related limits on evictions and student loan payments, issuing a mask mandate for federal property and interstate travel, and ordering agencies to figure out how to reunite children separated from their families after crossing the border. Meanwhile, CNN reports President Trump is preparing to issue about 100 pardons and commutations on his final day in office. These include white-collar criminals and high-profile rappers, among others. As Trump is on his way out, an NBC poll shows only 43% of Americans approve of Trump's job performance, while 55% disapprove. 52% say Trump is mainly responsible for the Capitol riot. 47% he is either somewhat responsible or not at all. The most glaring number among Republicans, 74% still say that Biden did not win the election legitimately. As for President Trump, who has been largely silent thanks to his recent Twitter ban, he reportedly wants a grand send-off on the morning of January 20, a Air Force flyover, a 21-gun salute, and a military marching band. A final show for the former reality TV star, who will now adjust back to normal life in Florida. TJ Manotok, ABS-CBN News, San Francisco, California. Russian authorities detained staunch anti-government critic Alexei Navalny upon his arrival in Moscow. We have this report. This is the moment police detained Alexei Navalny, the prominent Kremlin critic who flew home to Russia for the first time on Sunday after being poisoned in Siberia last summer. Video showed the 44-year-old talking with officers at Moscow's Sheremetyevo airport, then kissing his wife Yulia before he was led away. 
The couple was returning from a five-month stay in Germany, where Navalny, one of Russian President Vladimir Putin's most outspoken domestic critics, had been recovering after he had been poisoned with what German tests showed was the deadly Novichok nerve agent. Navalny says Putin was behind his poisoning, a charge the Kremlin denies. As he boarded the plane in Berlin, he thanked Germany and said he wasn't afraid of being arrested. He announced his decision to return from Germany on Wednesday. A day later, Moscow's prison service said it would do everything to arrest him once he returned, accusing him of flouting the terms of a suspended prison sentence for embezzlement. A 2014 case he says was trumped up. Navalny's plane from Berlin was diverted to a different Moscow airport at the last minute in an apparent effort by authorities to keep journalists and supporters from greeting him. A statement on Sunday from the Moscow Prison Service said Navalny would remain in custody until a court hearing later this month. His arrest drew immediate condemnation abroad. U.S. President-elect Joe Biden's incoming national security advisor, Jake Sullivan, said on Twitter, quote, Mr. Navalny should be immediately released, and the perpetrators of the outrageous attack on his life must be held accountable. Samsung's de facto leader, J.Y. Lee, is given a two-and-a-half-year prison term on bribery charges. As this report tells us, Lee's jail time will have major ramifications on his leadership of the Korean tech giant. A South Korean court sentenced the de facto head of Samsung Electronics to two-and-a-half years in jail on Monday. J.Y. Lee was found guilty of bribery, embezzlement and concealment of criminal proceeds worth about $7.8 million. This won't be his first stretch of time in jail. Lee was first convicted of bribing an associate of former President Park Gon Hai in 2017. He only ended up serving a year of a five-year sentence after he was granted an early release on appeal. The Supreme Court later sent the case back to the Seoul High Court, which handed down this latest ruling on Monday. Lee's lawyer spoke to reporters outside the court. The nature of this case is the former president's abuse of power, violating corporate freedom and property rights. Given that nature, the court's decision is regrettable. Lee has led Samsung, the world's largest smartphone and memory chip maker, since his father was hospitalized after a heart attack in 2014. The elder Lee died in October, but the chairmanship he held has yet to be filled. With this sentencing, Lee will be sidelined from major decision-making at Samsung, as it strives to overtake competitors in areas such as AI. He'll also be out of overseeing the process of inheritance from his father. Monday's case had been seen as a test for how South Korea's judiciary treats its Chaebol, its big family-owned conglomerates. Samsung and companies like it have been long credited with building Asia's fourth largest economy, but criticized for wielding too much power and influence. Lee can appeal his sentence at the Supreme Court, but legal experts say that because the court has already ruled on it once, chances are low that its interpretation will change. Our final word tonight is a quote from Veronica Roth. Desperation can make a person do surprising things. And that is The World Tonight, the 18th of January, 2021. I'm Karen Davila. And I'm Tony Velasquez. From the Philippines, thank you. Mabuhay. <laughs>